you. Um, and thanks for tuning in and staying uh, staying here and active with us as we continue on. So the next topic is therapy. And this is something that I think a lot of communities struggle with, not just our African community, but the idea of therapy itself is something that people, I don't know if it's the unfamiliarity of it all or like not knowing how to approach it or the lack of education about it that makes people so apprehensive when it comes to therapy that, you know, it becomes this, ooh, or it's like, oh my goodness, you have to go talk to somebody, um, you know? people don't value truly what therapy can do for someone. And so Dr. Maloney, we just want you to kind of go through the benefits of therapy, how to go around therapy, and what are maybe the different types of therapy, things along that line, just to inform us a bit more and educate us a bit more. So I'll let you have the floor. Okay. I think you can go ahead and unmute yourself. Good. Okay. Thank you, Rachel. Um, therapy, therapy, therapy. So I'm a counselor uh, by profession, a mental health counselor. Uh, therapy is a course of treatment. You know, we think about therapy for, you could be physical therapy, um, so many different kinds of therapy. I can't think of other therapies. There's so many that somehow just escape me right now, but I thought of physical therapy, speech therapy. Um, uh, therapy, when you go to see a doctor, you it is therapy, it's medical therapy. Uh, so counseling is really uh, sort of, when you think about the times, you know, it's been referred to as talk therapy. So it's this sort of interaction that should be therapeutic uh, in, in, in nature. So it's a conversation that is therapeutic. And it's not just me checking in and see, oh, how are you doing? And then we do those niceties and exchange. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. But it's really someone that is invested in in your well-being, uh, that, that truly wants to sit down and help you be the best version of yourself that you can be. That's really the goal of counseling, that the counselor is the counselor aims to work with a client uh, with the tools that they have to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be. So why is therapy important? Uh, we've talked about the idea of silence and how mental illness thrives in silence. So seeking therapy is really, really important uh, in that it's one way that you can go and seek uh, and talk with a professional, somebody that is trained to help you get through those challenges, uh, regardless of whether it's mood disorder, it's an anxiety disorder, substance abuse disorder, whatever it is that your, your challenges are, uh, the realm of your challenges, uh, that you will have counselors who are trained to work with you and, and help you work through that. Um, what therapy isn't is a place for you to find concrete answers. That's one of the things that I think uh, a lot of people in the African community find frustrating, that when you go to a counselor, you're expecting them to tell you, oh, do X, Y, Z. Many times counselors are not going to say, you know, it's not, not like a doctor that you go to and the doctor prescribes and says, take this and then you're going to be fine. Uh, with a counselor, uh, a lot of the time, you know, the, it, it takes quite a bit of work 
because these issues need time. It's important to get a good understanding of what it is that's contributing to these factors in your life. And so counseling is an investment of time and effort on your part, as well as on the part of the, uh, of the counselor. Uh, so just important as you're thinking about that, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I think about people that struggle with mental illness, so a person that struggles with depression, for example, and I use depression a lot because it's very common. So a person that's struggling with depression, there may be a sense that, oh, you just need to get over it. You just need to get up and move on. Uh, stop being such a, a baby. Stop complaining, you know your life isn't really hard. I think that I forgot to say that because especially for us Africans, uh, we tend to minimize mental health issues because you don't see them as real problems because a person is not limping because they don't have a wound that they're walking around with an open wound or because they live in a nice house because they drive a nice car because they have a job. Um, and their life seems okay. They're not wearing rag, uh, ragged clothes. They seem okay. Uh, but they, but so their, their struggle, their mental health struggle might not be apparent to you. And so there's a sense that, oh, you're just looking for attention or you're just never satisfied. Or, um, you know, the idea of get your bootstraps on, like put on your big girl panties or, or put on your big boy pants and, and, and get up and, and take care of business, right? Going back to that idea of stigma, of the idea of weak, that, that because you, are, you have a mental illness that you're weak. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of thinking that deters people from seeking therapy. And there's the sense that you need to just get over it. I have never seen in any other instance, a person suffering from something as critical as depression, for example, who, and they were just told, oh, you just need to get up and keep going, right? Um, you know, if somebody comes to you and they have a, a wound on their forehead or on their finger, they have a major injury and, you know, they're bleeding, you're not going to, to just say, oh, you know, you just need to get over it, right? You might help and put a band-aid right and put a tourniquet or whatever you can do to apply pressure so that you stop the immediate bleeding so that is what you might think of as a crisis session really quickly sort of listening to them and trying to help but beyond that you know that they need additional help i don't have the resources to help you uh but i'm going to help you get the resource get the help you need so very important to be open to therapy uh, as a community to support people seeking help and to encourage people seeking help. I speak here, I know I saw one or two pastors, there might be more and in any case, uh, maybe somebody will come back and listen to these after the fact. Um, I listened to a video the other day, um, there's a PCEA church in Kenya in Mutwini, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, there's a young girl there that is singing just out of this world. They have a choir. Um, I think they have a Facebook page. My sister has sent that to me a few times lately uh, because their service is now streamed live. So I was listening to their service on Sunday um, and the pastor at the end of that service, you know, when he was giving his sermon, he's, he talked about counseling, mental health counseling. He encouraged people, if you're struggling, go see a counselor. I was really blown away by that. I actually, I, I, I had to listen again. Uh, a counselor in Kenya at a PCA church in Mutwini telling people, see a counselor 
saying it's okay to see a counselor. This is how we shall break the stigma. This is how we, we break the silence. Our pastors have such a voice in our community. And I really truly encourage pastors to have an openness to counseling, encourage people to seek counseling uh, because it's really truly something that's going to be ultimately helpful. Um, and the people in this group, to encourage your friends as well. There are more, many, many resources in our communities, wherever you live. Uh, you can look up NAMI, National Association for Mental Illness. They'll have a ton of resources. You can always Google that, nami.org, uh, for additional resources. Uh, you have uh, counseling agencies in your own communities. Oftentimes, counseling services are covered by your insurance. So you can have a number of insurance sessions, uh, of counseling sessions that are covered by your insurance. Um, it's helpful to look for a counselor who understands where you're coming from. Um, counselors, I guess it's just like any kind of profession. You want someone that's culturally congruent, that gets a sense of what your world is really like. And so that as you're talking with them, they have a better sense of what they can say and do that will better help you overcome uh, the challenges. So uh, choosing a counselor is an important thing. Uh, look around, call different uh, places, um, ask questions about them and their training, ensure that they're well trained uh, so that you, you make a good decision. If you go into a counselor and you, after one or two sessions, you're not feeling a connection, it's okay to decide, I really, I should probably look for somebody else. That's just fine. It's the same way you would with a doctor. If you went to a doctor and didn't feel that they were really paying attention to you, it's okay to change your mind and go seek help elsewhere. Um, I think that's important to talk about whenever you talk about therapy for people in our community. Um, there's a fear of exposure and a fear of judgment. What does it mean that I'm seeing a counselor? What does it mean that people will hear that I'm seeing a counselor? What might they make of me? And going back to that idea of stigma um, and that the more we talk about these things openly, the greater the chances are that people will feel free to seek help. Um, collective communities, uh, not just uh, Kenyan or African immigrants, it's also the African American community in the United States. It's also the Indian, uh, the Native Americans as well, that would also, uh, a lot of times collectivistic communities um, tend to approach things differently. And so they don't necessarily encourage people to seek help because uh, then it seems like a selfish thing to do that it's you know that you should be centered or be thinking about everybody else but it's important that you take care of your own needs and, and that it by doing that it's fine to put your needs uh, and make that paramount um, my hope is that someday we will we will arrive as a community at a place where we seek help for mental illness just as easily as we seek help for physical illness. A person that has a tumor, we don't say, oh, just, you know, get over it or be strong. Uh, we don't say that. We shouldn't say that for mental health. Um, it's not something that they just wish on themselves and that they can just sort of wish away. What we can do as a community is support them and, um, and, and provide whatever help we can, help them get the help they need. The last thing I want to say about that, I'm looking at the time, is that um, the last thing I want to say is that I 
lost my thought. I just had this here somewhere. Oh, you don't have to know. So as, 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 as a help or as a friend, you don't have to know how to help. So for example, Shiro and Sherry. Sherry, you didn't have to know what to do to help Shiro. The most important thing to, what, that you could have done is to be there and say, I'm here. I support you, let me know what you need. And also sometimes even help or find resources. Acknowledging that I don't know what to do, it's fine. You're not a therapist, you don't have to be a therapist. Uh, so I'm saying, I don't know what I think to do is, but I'm going to work with you to find out what it is. We will look up on the internet, we'll find some places, we'll call up some places and make sure that you get the help you need. Uh, so just really important to, again, continue to be open. Um, Right, okay, and I think I am going to turn it over so that we have questions. Yeah, so we have one important question. Um, let me get it. You did ask about the types of groups. Should I just say that really okay. quickly? Uh, so uh, a lot of counseling, individual counseling. Yeah, okay, I'm so sorry, I just saw that, that part because I forgot to talk about it. Uh, individual counseling. You can see a counselor uh, for one-on-one -on -one sessions. Uh, are doing a lot of telecounseling now. You can have a counselor talk to you the way we are talking. You know, people are concerned about how do you know, how can you tell a, uh, your non-verbals? Um, but over time, uh, I think once you build a relationship with a person, you're able to know. So telecounseling, especially for young people, has been shown to work pretty well. Uh, and, and so it's, it's a way that is gaining in popularity. Um, there are also group counseling sessions. You can be part of a group, join a support group of people who are going through the same kinds of things as you are. It's only helped to be part of a group. Very last thing is, it's a great thing to pray. This was one of the questions that somebody had asked about. What is your advice to pray about it? So it's the same thing again. Prayer is a great coping mechanism. Prayer is great, you know, that you can get results through praying, but not everything. Um, Prayer is, is, is a way to help you get through things, but it is not the only way to get through things. And in fact, for people with mental illness, prayer must be supported with other things, other types of help. So even as you pray with your children, as you pray with your parents, as you pray with your friends, um, pray with them, but also get them the help of a professional. Uh, it's very important. The help, professional help does not take the place of, I mean, prayer does not take the place of professional help. They're not mutually exclusive. You can and should do both. So uh, help them find help, but also, um, but also uh, pray with them, but you shouldn't pray instead of helping them with professional help. Shiro, uh, Sherry, go ahead, I'm so sorry. No, you're okay. Um, so you mentioned earlier, um, I guess my situation where my sister was struggling. And sometimes when you see a loved one struggling with um, their mental health, it's really hard to even bring up the idea of um, looking into other resources. So how can we go about bringing up the idea of therapy, especially the person that you think they should use as the therapy are reluctant to it? Um, I wish there was a, a way to say this, uh, 
it's a hard conversation to have, but we have to be ready and willing to have those difficult conversations. Um, so it's, they're really, so if there's no other way to ask about it. So for example, one of the things we, when we talk about suicide, for example, and you, you, you're concerned about somebody that has shown some signs of, of being suicidal and you want to ask them if they are, if they have thought of suicide, right? In the past, we always were afraid to, to actually mention the word because you thought that by mentioning it, that, that you will offend the person, right? But we have found, research finds that people who were considering suicide are relieved that somebody asked and that somebody asked directly. People that were not considering suicide, it was easy for them to say, oh, no, I wasn't. Uh, oh, I'm glad you have you 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 asked, but no, that was that's not on something that I've been considering. So, we have to be really bold and brave in our asking. Uh, and I know you're risking relationship. You're risking that awkwardness. Uh, it's the same kind of awkwardness where Sherry, I ask you, how are you, and you tell me I'm fine. Then I'm going to stop and say, really, how are you, right? Uh, that's awkward because that's not that's not what we do as a society. I ask you how are you, and I just want you to say I'm fine, and then we can move on to the next thing. When I say how are you, and you say I'm fine, and then I say Sherry, how are you really? Right? That's an uncomfortable question. So the same way you have someone that you're concerned about, how are you? Let me tell you why I ask how you are. I've observed you over the last few weeks. I've observed the last two months. And I'm seeing things that really worry me. I say this because I care about you. I'm asking this because I love you. And I know you don't want to feel like I'm all up in your business, but you are my business, right? So it's not an easy, it's, uh, first, it's not an easy thing to ask, but it's really not a hard thing to ask. It's, we have to be direct. That's part of breaking the stigma. It's talking about things really openly, right? Let's not try to beat about the bush. I'm not trying to be out uh, to be smart and sort of sneak up the question and find another way to ask it. I'm just going to ask you really directly. I'm concerned about you. And here is why. Let's talk about it. Right? Right. 